The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, and thank you so much, all of you, from the depth of my heart and the joy of my life is having those of you that are so committed to our show, The Intentional Spirit. And I want to thank you for all the ways and means in which you promote the show and our authors and our various uh, talented people through experience and through life lessons. They learn ways and paths in which that we can all have not only an intentional life, but a life that is vibrant and awake and a life that gets us from point A to point B. And this experience and this journey, you know, part of it in being in a human suit is just like that builder that is dreaming of that great, beautiful home. The same is true for us. The builder needs the right tools. And so that's always been my pleasure and privilege is to offer people that create tools in which we can live a better life. And today, our featured guest is Hazela Monclova, and she is a profound um, musician, performer, uh, talented being. She is the author of a book and several books to come, which support teenagers and children and how to have self-esteem. Hazella, welcome to our show today. Thank you. Thank you. I am very excited to be here. Well, I always like to start out by asking uh, our guest, how did you get to become an intentional spirit? Most of us are not fortunate enough that we were born into a family that recognized our gifts and talents right away and sent us to the mystery school to prep us. (laughs) Uh, for who we are and how we are in the world. So kind of paint a story to our listeners uh, a bit about your life and and why are you passionate about teenagers and young people anyway? Absolutely, absolutely. I was uh, born and raised in Puerto Rico, and I come from a family of, of hardworking parents that own their own business, and they were very busy. Um, so at times I felt pretty lonely growing up. Mm-hmm. So I have to figure it out about life and the hardships of life sometimes mm-hmm. all on my own. But I wanted to do it differently. I didn't want to respond to the bullying the way the bully wanted me to respond. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I often wonder how can I do better? And I, there was this quest, this, this um, necessity of inquire more. And so when I was around 13 years old, my mom um, read or heard about this workshop called The Art of Being Happy. And uh, she invited me to go there. And wow, 
what a revelation that was. Um, they were talking about a vision board, how to proclaim a manifest. They were talking about uh, the power within, how you can change your reality, how to be happy, basically, on earth. And that was the confirmation of all I, all my thoughts, all those insights that I was having. And I said, this is it. This is exactly what I've been thinking about. So from that point on, it was clear to me that that was my path. I wanted to be every book that landed on my hands. Oh, my gosh. I read everything under the moon. I wanted to know more about um, the unity principles, uh, metaphysics. I want to um, involve my life um, and, and surround my life around these um, teachings. And um, life went on, um, and uh, it really streamed me to a different path. I um, chose to be an opera singer, and I, um, after many years of singing and exploring that kind of communication, I, I was still missing uh, my own words. Mm-hmm. I was missing, um, I love singing Puccini and Mozart and Beethoven or, you know, Verdi. Um, but there was something within that, that I knew needed to come forth. And um, so life went on and brought me to St. Petersburg, Florida. <laughs> and here, um, probably around four or five years ago, um, the platform was open to me um, to explore, to do mm-hmm. that, that I have always wanted to do. And um, I began to kind of cross over from the opera world into a, more of a pop singer, spiritual, mm-hmm. inspirational singer. And music started flowing. I started writing some of my own songs. And here they embrace all these songs. And something happened. I lost my voice. I had these incredible allergies that took my singing voice. And for two years, I couldn't sing. Um, and this is very interesting because it's there where all of this is tested. You know, you've been stripped away from your voice. That's the only thing I know. And I can either go, you know, deep in depression and say, okay, I give up. Right. And get mad mm-hmm. at God. Right. Or say, you know, the, where are your tools? Which is where many people go. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I, I'm not saying it's all, you know, beautiful and nice. I did go down and I felt sad and I felt, uh, I had moments, um, where I felt why, you know, mm-hmm. why this is happening. This is like, you know, I really, are you going to strip me out, out of, everything now and including my voice um and i heard this voice that gave me a message Mm. and it was so loud and clear and the message really uplifted me in such way that i said i need to print this and that's where the book came about this um is a little book it's called i am it's the message that was given to me when I was feeling in despair and I didn't know where to go. Mm-hmm. And um, I know there's a format to do books around. Well, I broke all the rules because it's just <laughs> a tiny book because all it has is a simple message that was delivered to me. 
And I said to myself, if I am uplifted by this message, I, I should do the same for others. Mm-hmm. And that's why the book, if you open, it has a page where it's a gift. It's a gift given to me. It's a gift that you can do, uh, give someone. Um, and it has a CD where the meditation and it says, I am beautiful. I am powerful. I am wonderful. Just to remind yourself that, yes, I didn't have the voice. But I guess I could still, um, I could still be productive in life. I was still a being mm-hmm. and my singing voice was not there, but I could still communicate. Um, there were other ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. And I surrendered to that experience, a painful one, but, um, it really, um, solidified these beliefs. Now, why am I passionate about um, young people? Well, I'm passionate because it was there when it all began for me. And I've seen and I have met a lot of people today that tells me I wish I would have known. Wow. And, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking now, wow, imagine what that would have been like if one of my parents had said, I want you to go to this workshop about being happy. Oh my gosh. Imagine what that would be like. I mean, I just, that's just a profound reality right there. There are a number of things that you've said that I um, want to reflect and, and just kind of experience. Um, one of them is um, my friend used to say, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't have to build a condominium there. <laughs> I don't have to build a condominium there. And I, I love that statement because obviously um, you would find yourselves at, uh, yourself at a crossroads. You would be upset. Yes. You know, it's like my whole life is about my voice. What do you mean I don't have my voice? I mean, what is that? And yes, of course, there's a loss there and change. But you didn't build a condominium there. You know, you didn't move into a new poor little me and victim and stuff like that. You went, okay, and I think that's pertinent to the people that are listening when you find that your plan didn't work out the way you thought, you know, that you had control over. And it is upsetting when it doesn't go our way. But yet we understand when we say my way or the highway we're not necessarily talking about traffic in the road. We're talking about the highway with a capital H. Mm. And, and so in that space, a higher way came through you because you didn't close down. Correct. And I think that's what people do often is they close down. They close in, close down, they crawl in a hole, they build a pity pot condominium and you didn't. You went, okay, well, if I'm not doing this now, then let me be open and, and see what I what and, I could and, be doing. And and the reality is doesn't come is not that easy. Of course, there's days where you feel like, oh my gosh, I don't see the light and I really don't see how I'm gonna move forward. Um it's easy to go to the labels from the past. Mm, yes, the labels of the past. Yes. yes. And when you go there, they, you will probably find that label that says you know, I'm not good enough, or I'm not going to make it in life, or 
you see it's not going to happen or, or something on that nature. And so when you have a downfall and you get something like for me was my instrument, my way of living, my way of expressing, taking away, although temporarily, but at that point it felt like a forever thing. Yes. Um, it's easy to go back and say, oh, here's the label here. Oh, I'm not going to make it and kind of solidify that false belief there. Right? It's right. easy to go back and say, oh, see, I have proof of that mm-hmm. because now here it is. I yes. cannot do it. Yes. Or, you know, know the label is there and say, um, I know it's there. I'm not going to go in that direction. I will move forward. I will find my way to move forward. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of courage to do that, mm-hmm. um, but it's possible. It takes trust, doesn't it? Oh my goodness! It takes um, it takes trust. But you're highlighting a, a key point with every situation is that uh, when people face something new, be it a crisis, be it a change, being a challenge, they have a tendency, as much as they pride themselves of, oh, I live in the now. They they bring up those old expectations, yes. the things they don't want, the things they weren't happy about that happened five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and they bring it into the now. Absolutely. And what they don't understand, nor are they able to see, then they just repeat the same pattern because they're the ones bringing it in, not life. Mm-hmm. You know, not life. Mm-hmm. They are because they are... Putting that imprint, that becomes their prayer of what they don't want, so they get more of what they don't want, and it just multiplies from there. See, the past is what what we've known. Yes. We don't know the future. Yes. So it's easy to go what we've known. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Even when we didn't like it. Exactly. <laughs> or want it. I couldn't wait to get out of yeah, it. Yeah. Or, you know, that, that mm-hmm. seeing something that we haven't seen yet. So yeah. it, 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 it's fascinating. But it is in those moments where our teachings um, are so solid mm-hmm. that will help you uh, go um, forward, acro- you know, across that bump, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and understand that. That was not, it was not that I was stripped away from my voice because God intended to. Right. Right. right? It was not a punishment. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, uh, it was part of life. I happened to move to Florida. There were different allergens here. Mm-hmm. My body reacted to it. Um, it has nothing to do with my mission in life. Right. Or whether I am entitled to move forward or not. Yes, absolutely. Right. And absolutely. so it's in that realization mm-hmm. that you said, okay, I, I hear it. I hear the message. And when I heard that voice telling me this message, I said, it's very simple and yet so powerful. I'm going to put it out there. And that's how it all started. And eventually my voice came back. Mm-hmm. Eventually I was ready to go back on stage and I came stronger and better. Um, I was still experimenting with my voice, doing the transition writing songs, um, evolving as a writing, uh, as a songwriter, because that's also another um, path and it, it takes its own, you know, form and shape. Um, and in that process, I created a collaboration where I wrote some music and we put it in a, a CD that's it's still available. Um, and, you know, life takes its own 
form, if you allow it. The next thing I know, I was invited to um, go and talk to kids uh, in high schools, in our local high schools, about these teachings. Now, something I learned when I was 13, now I'm going back to teach it to people, or to kids that are 13, 14, and 15. What an amazing journey. Well, in our second segment, I want us to approach um, some of my beliefs and your beliefs about children, about their esteem, and about how to discover it and, more importantly, maintain it. And then, obviously, I want you to tell about the work that you're doing and and all the things. And, you know, the, one of the things I admire about you um, the most is, and I, I have to say this because people aren't, you know, they don't know you, so they, they don't know this. You're a person that you don't need to really go out and make a living. You know, I mean, you have a purpose in life from being a mom, and I'm not discounting that in any way. I tend to agree with Oprah. That is a career. Um, but having said that, you don't, you're not, you don't need to do anything. You're very comfortable in your life, but you just keep giving and keep proving that life is for the living and, and the giving, and that's very powerful. For those of you that are just tuning in, um, my guest today is Hazella Monclova. You can go to her website, be me, that's B-E-E, me.com. And you can uh, purchase some of her music. You can see some of the lyrics that are so beautiful um, that she has written. And, of course, she has a lot more than that are revealed on the website. And you can find out more about this amazing book, which the very opening page, I am grateful for the universe and its creative force. There have been many aged children, teenagers, uh, young kids who have read this book. And they have found it to be powerful and profound. You're listening to Temple Hayes, the show, The Intentional Spirit. We're talking about dynamic tools and how to support that natural esteem of children and, more importantly, big adults rather than acting like children. <laughs> and so we'll be right back after this short break. Thank you for being with us. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. a coach in your corner a life coach that is like a coach in sports a life coach can help you set clear goals and develop the confidence and tools you need to achieve them join certified life coach carla mcclellan tuesdays at 3 p.m for vibrant living on unity online radio each week coach carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to help make your life more focused more meaningful and more vibrant. 
Do you have a specific issue or topic you'd like to discuss with Coach Carla? Call in toll-free Tuesdays at 3 p.m. during Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla. Is the world we live in making you ill? Fast food, junk food, feeling overwhelmed, not enough time? People are stressed, anxious, overweight, depressed, and have numerous health issues that are being treated with pills. There really is a way to get back to good health without the use of medication, and it's not rocket science or hard work. Primary brain repair is a simple, natural method developed by Dr. Suka that can give you relief from your symptoms and help prevent long-term health problems. You can have more energy and a release from pain and suffering, along with a new joyful sense of self, increasing your physical, emotional, and spiritual health. It's called Wellness Simplified. Join Dr. Suka on Fridays at 3 p.m. Central Time and learn more about her healing method. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone. If you're if you're just now coming in, I'm talking with Hazella Monclova. She is a professional singer, author, difference maker, making a difference. Uh, right now, her focus is on uh, teenagers' children and how timely, also with more attentiveness, being drawn to to bullying and and bigger kids being harder on smaller kids and. And those kind of things. And Hazel, I know you feel the way that, that I do. And that's one reason that I stay so committed to the unity teaching uh, is because of the children. Because we actually have a space for children that we teach them everybody wins. Uh, we don't teach them one's right, one's wrong. Uh, competition, manipulation, control. And we also take a child that is naturally, because I believe in nature, we're all born to have self-esteem. And I, I know that you and I have spoken about this before when we talk about being change agents uh, to a world that needs some changing. And we talk about how nature naturally blesses a child with self-esteem. Of course it does. Otherwise, the baby wouldn't keep proudly insisting, bring me that bottle and bring it now. And I'm mad because (laughs) they're little bitty tiny things. But yet they're saying, I want it. I want it right this minute. Well, that's esteem. That's assertiveness. And and fortunately, some children are exposed to unity and they're able to develop that esteem and be taught consequences and things. And unfortunately, so many children today are not. They're with people that misunderstand them because they misunderstand themselves. Uh, they are with adults that, that bully and threaten and use that competitive, you know, and that violent way of nature, and they're invalidated. And so those children act out, um, not in ways that are positive. So I've kind of set the stage for us, but this is something you're dedicating so much of your time and your life to. 
Um, tell us some of your views on it, as well as not just sitting around, but ways that you're taking action. All right. Well, um, first of all, first of all, we need to um, start by saying we are good by nature. And that is the biggest difference here. If you believe you're good by nature, that there's nothing wrong with you to begin with, then we set the stage for better and greater. And this conversation never happens um, at an early stage, um, or it doesn't seem to happen often enough. Um, I was fortunate to be invited to talk to youngsters in schools and other settings too about um, positive thinking. And the reason why is that they are groups of children um, that are currently falling off the wagon. They're mm-hmm. just about to drop out. They don't have the, um, the energy nor the interest in um, studying anymore. Um, they're demoralized. Um, and they wanted someone to come in and talk to them about different ways of looking at circumstances or different ways of thinking or, or feeling. Um, and so I, I went in and I remember thinking, okay, how do I do this, right? Because the philosophy is beautiful. The knowledge we have is, is amazing. But sometimes we don't have those one, two, three, four, five steps. Mm-hmm. We have much info, a lot of information, but we don't have that clarity on, okay, step one, step two, step three. Right. And so I went back to my 13-year-old mind. And I said, what helped me then? What happened in my mind? What were those tools I was using mm-hmm. back then that uh, that prevented me from maybe abusing alcohol or maybe abusing drugs or maybe falling off the wagon like they, they're doing, right? right, right. Um, and I put together a workshop I call Five Tools for a Positive Mind. And with that um, a workshop, I went into uh, these settings and classrooms, and I wanted to try them out. I said, well, they worked for me, but maybe they don't work for others. Uh, let me see if this is a good, you know, message for these kids. And um, it was amazing. Uh, what ended up happening is that we had a very candid conversation. We connected um uh, at a very deep level, um, we we discovered that there were too many labels to carry and handle, that they have walked through life feeling that they were not worth it, that they were told that they were not good by nature, that there was something wrong with them, mm. that they needed to be fixed as if they were broken. And that here they are being told by teachers, by parents, by friends, by society, by the environment, um, you're not good enough. You're not going to be anybody, anything in life. And, and so it, it, those are very heavy labels. And they've been carrying those labels to the point where when you, they were ready to get a test, if you were to write them all and place them on their desk, they will have no room for that test because mm-hmm. the whole desk would have been covered with labels. And so we realized, wow, if we don't clean this, 
if we don't let go, if we don't transform them, they will not be able to move forward because they're just right now um, so strong in them that they, they have gotten to believe them. Mm-hmm. And so there's no point. If I'm not smart, why should I study? Right. If I'm not going to graduate because I'm not good enough, why bother? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I love the fact that a conversation, a very meaningful conversation could have such great impact. I was um, stunned to see lives being transformed right there and, 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 and there and then because they were listening more than I thought they would. They were listening for the first time. They were hearing from the first time. And in fact, I there was a moment in time where I felt they needed an apology. And I apologized for the things that they were told. And I, that was a great moment because they they felt I was honoring them. So long ago, they have never felt that way. No, they have people stop seeing them for who they are. They want to see a block of you know kids that are individuals with different stories. Um, so I, I think self esteem goes hand in hand with. I mean, life experiences, um, the things you have chosen to believe, um, the lack of perhaps the knowledge on how to handle these things. Um, one of the things I, I taught them is that, you know, people say, oh, we're like a sponge, right? We are mm-hmm. absorbing everything. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, they have failed to say is that we will always be a sponge. Mm-hmm. This is not like, I was a sponge and now I'm no longer a sponge. Oh, that's such a great point. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're so, always in that. Always in that. Mm-hmm. And so these teachings will be forever theirs to work on because now could be school, tomorrow could be a job, could be the boss, could be a relationship, could be anything in their way that could bring these memories of pain or false beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. That will paralyze them to be their better selves. So I am, um, it's a great calling for me to um, touch as many lives as I can in restoring what should be from the beginning their their reality. Mm-hmm. It's like you have um, at your disposal Everything you could dream of, and only you can say, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And so, if I tell these children, and these are young kids by now, um, yeah, you have the power to do that. Mm-hmm. And you, by the way, you're accountable for your actions. Stop blaming the world. Mm-hmm. I know there's labels, I know you have gone through hardships. I know there might be circumstances in your life right now that are hard to get by, right? And to go through. Um, But ultimately you make the choice of what you want to do with your life. And when you are accountable for your actions Mm -hmm. is very empowering. Mm -hmm. Right. And and what I uh, also 
value about what you're offering, not only from your book uh, and the power of that, and which, as I said earlier, is on the website beme.com. That's B-E-E-me.com. So you can explore that on your own. But one of the things that I have as a spiritual leader concern about now is that we're so much in the intellect, the SAT, the test. Mm -hmm. Children come home and they're eight years old and they have stacks and stacks and stacks of books. You're supposed to, you know, no, 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 no in your brain, you know, certain things. But we're dismissing an entire half of who we are as a being is who we are as a soul. And that is our feeling capacity. And used to, I mean, even when I was growing up, because I was with emotional drain people, mm-hmm. I was with people that were either uh, drugging or drinking a lot of them and not feeling their feelings. That's another dimension. But nobody was honoring feelings even way back then in the 60s. But at least we had art. Mm-hmm. We had athletic programs and we had art. So that part of that emotional being, you could have that insight, you could have that awareness, or you could get recreation time outside. So then you're entertaining that that feeling, that capacity, that resonation with who you are naturally. And that's a that's a real deep concern that I have as we move forward with the movement of children that allow them that esteem so that they will know the difference between childlike because a spiritual quality is being childlike. Yes. And, and the difference between the denial of that with no feelings and just think, 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 think and use your head is the childish individual. That's where we get adult bodies uh, drinking way too much coffee and going into uh, rageaholicism um, and having tyrants because they have not learned to sit with their feelings and to um, explore them and to understand them. But I think socially we have a lot to do with that, too. Like um, there is... When I sit in the park, I have a four-year-old, and when I sit in the park and I see moms talk to their children, I seldomly, rarely see a mom saying, oh, yes, baby, especially if it's a baby boy or a a boy, oh, oh, yes, cry, because cry is good. Yes. Normally, they say, you don't cry. Mm. Just shake it up. Stand up. Go. No Mm. crying. So here we are repressing emotions. Yes. Now, we want our kids to be emotionally available, but we're always telling them, oh, don't cry. Right. Oh, don't don't feel or don't do. And, and I think there's a big disconnect there. Big disconnect. Big disconnect. And those same women later on in their lives, if they endure a divorce or something like that, they're looking for a male partner or a female partner companion. Mm-hmm. To recognize their feelings, and yet they're training their own children not to have any. It's it's bizarre. It is bizarre. It's like let's get off the subway, let's land the plane, and, you know. And 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 I hate to say this, but I have found that in in many schools, and private and in public schools, um, we have incredible teachers that that 
deliver the curriculum beautifully, yeah. but that they're not emotionally available. Not emotionally available, no. Mm-mm. And so our children are not getting praised for their emotions, it's for what they're delivering. Um, how many good or how many bads you got in that test, how effective you are, how much information you have absorbed or memorized. Mm-hmm. Because not even sometimes it's not even knowledge that stays for you forever. It's just you memorize it for the test, and that's all, all there is. Right. But the emotional availability is so rare these days mm-hmm. that you often wonder, you know, um, where are we going with this? I'll never forget um, many years ago, I was um, putting together a creative arts program for um, the spiritual community I was serving at the time. And I had this uh, jazz band leader for children come in and he was responding to um, the, the, the reference or referral that he knew we were looking for someone. And so he came in, you know, with his resume and everything and he was all dressed up and And I looked at him and I said, um, why do you want to work with children? And what about children do you enjoy? And he looked at me and he said, I've been doing this kind of stuff for 22 years and no one's ever asked me that before. Mm. And I said, to me, that's the most important two questions that we need to be asking. Yes. Because how you answer those questions equate to are you really going to align, you know, with the children? Are you really going to align with what really matters to them? Because we can teach a a trumpet or we can teach a drum or we can teach certain qualities, but you, you, it takes a long time to make up for the, you know, the band-aids or the, uh, or the words that, that scar. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to uh, Hazela Monclova, who is spending so much of her um, these chapters of her life not only writing positive music but also dedicated to the positive environment of children and education with the youth. When we come back, I'm going to ask her to elaborate on these five tools a little bit more so we can all take notes. You can go to her website, beme.com, B-E-E, me, M-E, dot com. We'll be right back after this short break. I just want to thank all of you for your continuing support of Unity Online Radio. Are we nearing the end of the world? Reading the book of Revelation, you might think so, and it doesn't end well. But is it possible that the Bible's darkest story is a positive tale? Author Ed Townley, host of the Unity Online radio show, The Bible Alive, thinks so. A Bible enthusiast, Townley focuses on the metaphysical meanings rather than the literal text. In Kingdom Come, new from Unity Books, Townley takes a fresh approach to Revelation. The kingdom, Townley explains, doesn't await us in the afterlife. It's ours to experience today, as we learn to find the good even in our darkest challenges. Explore Revelation in a new light 
Order the book Kingdom Come online today at unitybooks.org. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back. Here we are. We're talking to Hazella Monclova. She's the author of the book, I Am, a book which will help you affirm and believe in you, includes inspirational CD. The book is also available on Amazon, so you can go there as well. For those of you that are a Amazon uh, groupie, uh, you can find the book as well. And, you know, earlier, Hazella, you were talking about how the book is simple. But yet, to me, you know, the books that are the most simplistic are the most profound. It's like people have said about my book, uh, the first one I did, uh, The Right to Be You. They said, oh, it was so simple. It only took me, you know, a couple of three minutes to read through it. And I said, you're right, but try living it. That's right. You know, um, reading it is one thing. <laughs> yes. Doing the head job, um, you know, doing that, but um, in, attempt to live it every day. Attempt to um, to live in that presence. Um, I think Jesus's message was really, really simple. But we are often determined in our humanity to make it more complicated. Or what did he really mean, other than just love unconditionally, or you know, whatever. Um, so simplicity to me is profound and I would encourage everybody to have this book in their library as well as the CD because it's just powerful, just powerful words, powerful music and life changing. And thank you thank for, you. for caring and, um, and giving yourself to being part of a changing world who sometimes doesn't feel like it's changing so much and, um, really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. So let's talk more about those um, those magical tools that you have. Oh, well. <laughs> and, and wow, talk about a defining moment at 13 years old, one workshop that now because of that, you continue to workshop throughout your entire life. Isn't that powerful? It is powerful. I, I think one of the, um, one of the most... Uh, Let's go back to the tools. Um, you know, I, I came up with these five tools um, that, by the way, intertwine. They, they interconnect. They work together. The whole purpose is to look through your um, all those things that are hurting from the past, clean your bag, clean your 
trash can, whatever, wherever you put all those labels, mm -hmm. go through the whole process. And at the end of those five tools, get to a place where you feel whole again. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, and they're very simple. But one of the tools that for me was a big deal when I was 13 and, and, and I was a, a teenager is that you always have the power to um, change something negative that has been said to you or done to you. For example, um, you know, I remember having somebody bully me and they will say things to me like a bunny teeth or you know, they'll torture mm -hmm. me with something, you know, yes, yes. and you didn't know what to do. I mean, I was ugly, always the ugly one or I had braces. So they have all kinds of comments and mm -hmm. it was not easy uh -huh. and I was not very popular. Um, so it, you know, I was on the sideline, that sort of thing um, to receive criticism, mm -hmm. um, uh, hard criticism from peers or teachers or whoever was around me um, and transform those into something positive. Somebody came to me and said, well, you're not smart enough. I remember saying to myself, oh, no, I am smart enough. I know I am smart enough. To the point where mm -hmm. it almost felt like, you remember that we talked at the beginning how we are sponges. Yes. Right? Yes. Well, it visually looks like this. It looks like you like negative words um, or negative experiences look like a black ink or ink, you know, mm -hmm. like a, a, a dark color ink. And when somebody tells you something negative, that ink goes in your sponge mm -hmm. and stays. It mm -hmm. stays in that sponge. So much, it doesn't yes. go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So now you have one dot of ink that says, I'm not good enough. One dot of ink that says, uh, I'm not pretty. One dot that says, I am not, I don't know, tall mm -hmm. or, you know, or I'm too skinny or too fat or too this or too that. And so all of these little things are filling up your sponge. Yes. And then you take that sponge and you place it in a, clear plastic container or, you know, a clear base and place it there and add to that container water. Because as you know, we are probably more than 75% of our bodies is water. Absolutely. So yeah. we put water in that mm -hmm. in there. And then imagine that clear uh, base is our environment. And we shake it around. We move around. We go to our, you know, church or we go to our house or we visit our aunt or uncles or grandparents whatever our environment looks like. And what did you get? You get a water full of ink. Mm -hmm. And now I'm telling you, Tempo, you need to think through that water. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Have a clear view of your future. Mm -hmm. Be the best you can be. And you're going, oh boy, I can barely see the other end through that ink. Absolutely. And that's your mind. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, that was one of my, the most powerful things for me was to, how do I avoid the ink from getting into that sponge? Mm -hmm. Because there must be a way where I can avoid for that to happen. Yes. Because the moment I absorbed it, I have given that person power over me. Mm -hmm. 
right? It's very true. Yeah, right. That's, such and, a, that's a, a powerful way of, of yes. seeing it, and 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 people also being unwilling to drain out what is there by addressing it, by experiencing yes. it, by feeling it, so they can transcend it. You know. And most of our lives, we spend it cleaning that water mm-hmm. and just pouring out the water that is dirty and putting new water. Because our aim is to actually have a clear view, a clear water, right. unpolluted mind. Right. Right. You, you know, it's very interesting. I'm kind of having an awareness. Um, it, it's not um, It's not going to make a bumper sticker. It's not that powerful. <laughs> but I, I was just thinking about, um, you know, we, we raise little boys uh, not to cry. And so they spend most of their lives feeling angry and calling it anger mm. when they're really sad. Yes. And we have um, brought up little girls that it's not okay for them to be angry. And so they spend so much of their lives in depression and in feeling sad, and they don't understand why they can't transcend that emotion to some better reality when indeed they're not addressing the right emotion. Correct. And so that's real interesting. That just felt like a real aha moment mm-hmm. for me because I have found in my um, years of life coaching and those kind of things that why people can't get to the root of the matter if they haven't already is because they're not going to the matter of what's really the root. Correct. You know, and... Because there have been so many uh, women in, in counseling or in group therapy that they went, you know, I just don't understand and I cry a lot and I feel so sad and I can't get past it. And often I've went, you're not sad, you're mad. And somewhere you learn in your sponge <laughs> that it's not okay to be mad. Correct. And when you address that you're angry, yes. you're going to step into your power. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But imagine if we don't have to go back to clean that water. Yes. Imagine that there's a way that we could actually avoid it altogether. Mm-hmm. And that's where the tool comes in. Wow. Because it's a shield. Mm-hmm. It protects you from it. Basically, you're saying... The person says you're not good enough and you're stopping that thought right there. And in that very moment, mm-hmm. easy enough to say, no, I am. I am I am absolutely stopping that from coming in mm-hmm. because I have a thought that is firm, that is the truth, mm-hmm. that is my reality because I know I am good enough. Mm-hmm. And the moment you do that, I, I, I guarantee you, that label will not stick to you. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So you're you're giving these um, practices, um, these areas in which one can um, learn to get into that patterning, so that they're um, re- they go into response instead of reaction. Absolutely. And, right. and and when I put this workshop together, I wanted to make sure that that it was something attainable. Mm-hmm. Right, but something that it was, um, but that comprehends everything mm-hmm. that we believe in. Um, and after trying it out and seeing how much of that really uh, impacted 
um, I said, well, maybe I should write a book about it. So mm -hmm. that's where I find myself these days, um, writing, um, putting it together, and hoping that um, in the very near future I can get to share with people um, and just give those, you know, reality is that these steps or any steps that you come across, mm -hmm. they're not just steps, they're lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You have to embrace them and you have to make them organic. They have to come in, uh, you know, it, it, it is so natural that when somebody comes to you, and, and as I said, it will happen many times and many occasions in your life where you can maybe encounter that boss that is telling you you're not performing well, you're not doing a good job, mm -hmm. right? And, and it's for you to to um, accept that or say, no, I know I am doing my best and I can probably try to do something that will be more of what he wants, but I, it's not because I'm not capable. Right. Right. And so um, these tools are uh, forever, they're keepers. And, and my aim was just to strip down a little bit of the um, confusion of too many theories around the same concept mm -hmm. and just make it very, very, very clear. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you attain this kind of life or you have this kind of uh, life um, available to you where you are in control in a good way, right? Because mm -hmm. you are, you're, you're basically riding your own boat. You're, mm -hmm. you're in charge of your own um, car. Mm -hmm. um, you understand how you're moving in life. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's easy to forget, right, how powerful this is. And that's why one of my tools also goes back to gratitude. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a full circle. And, and there, as I said, there are five. I'm just mentioning a couple of them. Sure. But there's that's other, other space in which I go to with all these kids. Oh, yeah. So and they understand that there's a, a process of cleaning, mm -hmm. understanding, um, awakening, mm -hmm. embracing, and being grateful for that. Mm. I love it. Those of you that contact Hazella, and you can do that through her website, bme.com. Be That's b double -E um, I would love for you to contact her and ask how you two can start some of these things in your schools because we have listeners all over the world. And I'd love her to be able to support you in being able to do so. You can. Thank you for tuning into The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications, which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? 
How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear. Inspiration only takes a moment. Reverend Dr. Thomas Shepard shares this from his book, Good Questions. We are here to learn grow, experience, savor, exalt, cherish, create, and to use our connection with that mind to make safe decisions. We are here to share, to be fruitful, and to multiply the good over and over again. Centering on the divine within, we become still and realize that whatever happens, we are still one with God. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Somewhere, tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio, Words from Our Past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Unity FM. The voice of an awakening world. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts. 